Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Well, welcome to Bounce Down. The Eagles fresh from the second win of the season, but now they come up against a young, competent Essendon team under the roof at Marvel Stadium. This Saturday, yes, it's a Saturday. It's in the morning for if, if you're in the Western Australia, 11.45am. Uh, Essendon have become a far better team under Brad Scott this season and are mathematically still a chance to play finals. But if they lose, it could end their hopes doing that. So maybe the Eagles might be the ones to spoil the party, but I don't think they will, but we'll talk about that more. I welcome one of my co-hosts in Wayne. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, was it? How you going? Not bad. We're doing this again by uh, Zoom. Uh, Dan can't be with us tonight because unfortunately he got COVID, so he's not feeling too well. So um, hopefully he's all okay for next week. Um, this going around, so COVID's getting back into play. Before we get into the episode Thank Tom at uh, Plus Fitness, Subaco, Hillary's and Junior Lot for jumping on board this year for a sponsor. He's been a big help for us. Get down there, say from Eagle Nation, he'll whip you into shape. Um, and go to Linktree and you can click on any of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or you can download any of the shows from there. Hopefully that's what you do. And if you are doing that, spread the word, tell your mates to get in and listen to us. But the show is probably all about Essendon, uh, my majority of it is, but we can't go past the great man, Shannon Hearn. Unfortunately, uh, retired during the weekend. We'll play the only the home games, so the next two home games. So, um, you know, let's go through his uh, stats. 332 games at present, 50 goals, captain from 2015 to 2019. He's a games record holder. No one's played more games. And in premiership captain 2018, Two times All-Australian, 2018-2019, AFL Players Association Best Captain in 2019 and three times Ross Glendinning Medalist in 2017-18-19 and he was also a Rising Star nominee back in 2007. So he's going to be a big loss, isn't he, Wayne? Oh, mate, he's... Uh... I only said last week, actually, after the game because I gave him top votes last week, I said... Um, he could uh, quite easily go around next year by the look of it, the way he was going. But uh, obviously he's had this planned halfway through the year. The club has known because they've got the beanie, had the beanies ready to go. But he's, yeah, look, you just, you don't, you, you don't replace experience and greatness overnight like that. That's, uh, that's going to take time. And, you know, you could, could, you, could near on say he's near, near on a generational player because he's been so consistent in that um, one position. Oh, look, um, he, he's been one of my favourite players, if not my favourite player of the current crop of players out there. So, yeah, I've always admired him from the start. And like he, he's like the, um, what they call him, a man-child when he comes to the club because he was a bit like Glenn Jakovic come and he was already built, ready for the rigours of AFL footy. So, um, and he's been there, you know, for nearly 17, 18 years. So, um he leads by example. He was captain for a reason, and you know, some some people will say, you know, how you know, what did you view him as? And well, he was a captain because he led from the front. He was no nonsense. He was one of the best trainers. He, you know, he, he didn't take shortcuts. And I just remember the day he became a captain. They said, uh, "What sort of captain do you want to be?" And the first thing he said is a premiership captain. 
So straight away, he knew exactly what he wanted to be. And I know, look, Shuey's have said it that since then. But, you know, not many people come out that confident. And that's what he wanted to be. And even in his um, farewell uh, address that he did to the players and all that, it wasn't about him. It was about the club and all that. And he said, how do you want to be remembered by any last uh, game? And he said, well, like JK had eight kicked he kicked eight. I don't want to have eight kicked on me. So I thought, you know, had a bit of humour there at the end as well, eh? Yeah, yeah. I think, too, the great thing about him, he could play on small and he could play on medium and he could play on bigs. So that was the great, you know, I saw him play on Charlie Cameron one day and and, and towed him up. Uh, we, I think we had a few injuries and he ended up playing on him. Great tackle. Um, and probably he's, I reckon he's the best tackler we've had in our club that I've seen. I don't see, I, I haven't seen too many that can tackle as good as him. Even back in the day of Warsfold and all those guys, he's just, you know, he's going to go down as is as a supreme all time great player. You know, we're, I don't think he'll be our greatest defender. I still, I still reckon Glenn Jakovic is that, and um, he's a fair way in front. But I, he's going to be up there with Darren Glass and McGovern and all these guys. So you know, just a great player. It's going to be sad to see him go, like it was with JK last year. But you know, he's got to move on in life now. Well, yeah, I've listened to all the players that have been talking about him this week and everyone about, about him. It's just the word respect, you know, the way he goes about things. Uh, he's a good finger on the field. Um, he changes mid-game plan. And I've heard he wants to take a year off, um, go back home, you know, put up the feet and probably get into the farm where he's, he's from. But he does want to get back into coaching. He does want to be a main coach, but an assistant coach. So I'm hoping that he will sit there and say, well, you're welcome back at our club whichever club he goes, so I think they're going to get a, a smart person there that knows a bit about his football. So, yeah, look, like I said, it's a father time catches up with everyone. As we all know, in our own football careers, you know, I remember when I had to retire, I didn't want to, but your body just doesn't hold up anymore. You get that old man calf injuries and stuff, and I never had injuries until my last few years of footy, but you, you, when you get them, you, you know it's happened too much, so... You might yeah. keep going, but your body your body doesn't. So um, just a few little stats on uh, Shannon Hearn. He uh, caused time 809,868 kilometres he travelled. That's a fair at most. Only two other players have travelled more, David Mundy and Matthew Pavlich, probably because they played more games. And uh, he was the only captain in a premiership. He was the only person to be a premiership captain and uh, – and be named in the Australian team as a captain, but he wasn't the Australian, all-Australian captain. We all knew he should have been, but Buddy Franklin got it. But, again, another thing where he said, just a piece of paper, I wanted to be an all-Australian. So, you know, yeah. that's the type of man he was, eh? Very humble, a very humble man, very humble human, human being. And, and look, he's going to be well – and I think he's very well respected by all the clubs and by all yeah. the players. Is it ironic though that we're playing Adelaide again in their last game at home? <laughs> last year, last year, okay. This year, it's bunger. They must Adelaide must be thinking, gee, we must be the team that gives everyone the bloody send off because uh, bigger last man. It's going to be just as big this year for them. Well, the big question to you is, and, uh, and I was going to ask Dan here, but I didn't get his. Uh, I forgot to ask him off bar line. Um, will anyone be re- uh, joining him in as a retirement game? Do you, think, um, do you think Luke Shuey is going to add to it? Or will uh, Shuey and Nick Nat be after the season? I think, well, look, 
personally, I think Nick should retire straight away now. That's my opinion. I think he's having an Achilles surgery. You just don't get over those in, you know, a month or two. That's, you know, it's a six-month recovery rate. Uh, I think Nick's time's done, and I think Luke's time is done as well. I think the three of them would be fitting if they went out on the same time, but in saying that, you know, if they go out, um, if if any of them could stay, I'd say Luke would be the one who could stay because then they would probably manage him play on the home games maybe. But I think I think Nick's time is up. Yeah, look, I agree too, but um, I think he won't call, make his call until probably end of the year, um, December-wise, when he's doing a bit of pre-season. So. But, yeah, look, um, you know, we, I guess we'll see in four weeks, won't we? Um, will there be another domino to four? Who knows? We had a win on the weekend, mate. We, we beat North Melbourne. We won our second win. So we've won four games in two years. Can you tell me who the – there's only four players that have played in those four wins. Can you name them? Have a punt. Um, take a punt. I would say possibly Dom Shee. Oh, no, no, it wouldn't be Dom Shee because he missed the last year. Yeah. I'd say maybe Liam Duggan. He's one. Uh, maybe Tim Kelly. No. No. Uh, maybe Bailey Williams. No. Um. Would be you know, Oscar missed last year, so it won't be him. Um, or he, I'm just trying to go through it. Would it be Jack Darling? Be one. He's another one. Yep. That's two. I was trying to think of all the other guys to go through there. Well, Andrew Gaff. No, we've just talked about one. So Shannon Hearn was the other one. Shannon Hearn, right? Yep. And the other one, you're not going to guess because <laughs> I couldn't uh, probably- believe it. So it was a back. It was a backman. Oh, backman! Oh, I must. Well, just trying to think. Oh, Witherden, Alex yep. Witherden. Yep, they're the four. So Jack Darnell, Liam Duggan, Shannon Hearn, and Alex Witherden. They're the only four players that have played in all those four wins. My God, it's unbelievable. And uh, Hewitt's played in two wins this year. Yeah. So he's played in two wins. So out of the new guys, he's played in the most wins for the new guys. But he only played – he was a sub in the first game and he played on the weekend. So they're just useless little stats there. And if you want to see heaps of stats, go just uh, Swamp Thing on uh, X, which is formerly known as uh, Twitter, and go there. Um, uh, I don't know if you're in, on Twitter there, Wayne, but I had to go change all the logos on, on all the advertisements for Eagle Nation to an X. No, I'm not a Twitter man, mate. <laughs> it's full. It's full of twits. That's what it. That's what it says, mate. So there, there it is. All right, let, let's get into the game at uh, hand. We're talking about Eagles versus Essendon again. I said at Marvel Stadium on Saturday morning, our time is uh, one o'clock over there. Uh, Eagles twenty-seven wins, Essendon thirty-one. Uh, the last five games has been Eagles two wins, Bombers three, and the last time they met, the Bombers won. Um, so. The biggest win for the Bombers was 142 points back in 1989. That was our biggest loss ever until this year when we got beaten by 171 points by the Swans. And our biggest win is 99 points way back in 1988 at the Wacker. So I don't know if you were at that game, Wayne. Um, so there, there's some of the big, big wins. And no, yeah. I'm hoping their margins aren't anywhere near like that on the weekend. 
Um, I don't know if you watched Essendon versus Sydney. It was an enthralling game. Um, it went right down to the wire. Uh, two points difference. Uh, Essendon 15-9. Didn't get home. Sydney 15-11, 101. Did you watch any of the game? I saw bits of it, yeah, and um, I think I think Sydney kicked away early, but then Eston fought back well. So, and um, that's been a trademark of their season. They've they at times they've got a little bit seems have got away from them, but they've come back into the game straight away uh, under Brad Scott's coaching and and um, and forced a lot of either uh, narrow losses or and which is probably why they're fighting in that top eight spot. But they've also had some narrow wins too. So from that those fightbacks. Yeah, look, to me, they're not a very good defensive side. I haven't got the stats in front of me, but the, to me, they're all out of tack. So that is run at all costs. Um, and it's something that's probably been our Achilles heel this year. So, you know, we're going to have to try and shut them down to try and stop this scoring. Uh, in saying that, when they haven't got defence, that lets you back into the game sort of thing. So if you can pick off the turnovers, you know, Eagles probably could see them a bit of a chance here. But like Dan says, and... I guess a lot of the other people agree they don't want to win, but um, you never know. We could snare one, and that could. Just... I, I was thinking of my stuff up our draftings, but I'll talk about the draft later on because uh, Dan's not here with the tinfoil hat. So I'm going to try and do a little bit, bit of one. So uh, in that game, Langford kicked five and Peter Wright kicked four. So they're your main forwards. So we're going to have to keep them quiet. Um, you know, Peter Wright, two meter Peter is a big boy. Um, so we're going to try and work out who's going to play on him. I'm just going to go through the acid and injury list. Um, Stringer's not going to be playing. Um, I've got the actual ins and outs, so we can go through them, eh? Uh, yeah. Ins Elijah Sardis, uh, pick five in the draft last year. So yeah. I can't wait. This is one guy that I personally wanted at the Eagles. So I, I'm going to be watching this game really closely. Um, Alan Davies out. Snelling is omitted. He was a sub. And for Eagles, Jeremy McGovern comes in and Josh Rotham come in. So one of those two guys is going to have to play a bit taller on um, Peter Wright, I think. So I don't know how they're going to do that unless Simo's an inventive and chucks Jack Williams down on him because Jack Williams is the same height. So uh, hands being managed through to the end of the season, as we know. Uh, Rhett Bazo's being managed. And Dom Sheed was an out today with a foot. So... Before we go, I'll just go on to the other uh, Eagles ones. Jermaine Jones, he could come back next week and Shuey could come back next week. Uh, Zane Tree's out with a groin, so he's getting injured at the wrong time again because he was on the cusp and the rest are out for the rest of the season. Again, Wayne, yesterday, Tuesday, they put out the injuries. Dom Sheed's not on it. No. Dom Sheed's got a hot spot on his foot. Now, they would have known about that after the game. Oh, for sure. And again, not on the injury list, doesn't go out, but day after he's out for the season. This is what just annoys me. It just, you know, you just, you're delaying it 24 hours. So it's no biggie, but just be up front and say he's out for the season. Yeah. You know, put him on the list. Um, you know, people will sit there and they're like me. They're, they're, they get really anal over injury lists and they, you know, try and work out who's going to be in the team and stuff like that. And not as, if he's got a hot spot in his foot, they know about it. They've known about it for a while because they just don't appear straight like that. They come up. Dom Sheed's had a history with hot spots, so I don't know if it's the same foot, but you know, he's, an, he's another guy that's going to miss four weeks. So um, who do you see taking the, the main big man, Peter Wright? Well, um, I, was, I think they've got to play Gov in there. 
that's my personal opinion. I mean, we've got no unless we you say you bring up Jack Williams and and whack him down there, but I, I don't think that's fair on Jack to be honest. Uh, I don't think that's his position. I think he's one. I think he's too slow, and two, I don't think he would have the stamina to go with him. Whereas, yeah, Jeremy McGovern is look. He's our number one defender, and I know he's our number one intercept defender, but. In a time when we really need someone to step up, I think he's the man to, to go into that spot. And um, and I think uh, I think Rothen look Josh Josh could do the job, but I think again he's given away height, um, and um, I just don't think he would have that height. I mean, Josh could play that centre half back role, and Gov could play the full back role. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, he's going to actually test us uh, at height, but I guess it depends on how we uh, let them get the delivery in. So, you know, if we put the pressure on them up up the ground, they might change the way they deliver into the into their forward 50. Um, there's not going to be much – well, we, we've seen the list, um, you know, Xavier Neal gets another chance. Ryan Merrick's, I think, has been doing pretty good. Um, yep. I'm looking at the extended – uh, Isaiah Winder comes in, so he comes in to the emergencies. So they've actually list, released the actual team, and Greg Clark misses out again. So how does he not push his way in? Yeah. I thought so have, they, had have, they released, have they released the 22? They've released the actual 22, and uh, the emergencies are Isaiah Winder, Luke Foley, Greg Clark, and Callum Jamison. So... Um, I just find it strange that I know they didn't have a weak game last week, but Luke Edwards, probably the luckiest footballer in the land at the moment. Maybe Greg Clark's probably going to be that um, sub unless they're going to take an extra tall in. I don't understand it. Um, I thought Luke Edwards had a great first quarter last week, but after that he was quiet. So um, I could go into his stats and find out what he had in the second and third and fourth quarters, and I don't think it was very much of the ball at all. No, it wasn't. Uh, he, um, had, he had twelve. He had twelve touches to half time, and then he only had about another three after half time. Yeah. So to me, I just, I, I don't. As a winger, you, you need to have more input input than that. So yeah. obviously, they see someone in him that we can't. Um, they're closer to it. So I just, yeah, I don't know. Are they trying to keep his trade value up? I don't know. But yeah, look, I'm just a bit bemused at that that list that just come out. So for the people that are listening to this and you get on social media, Wiverton, McGovern, Duggan, Hoff, Yo and Cole round at the back line, Gaff Kelly and Chess across the middle, Cripps, Darling, Edwards, Noah Long, Oscar Allen and Merrick, Ryan Merrick in uh, the forward line, Rucks, uh, Williams, O'Neill and Hewitt. So they're giving Xavier O'Neill a run in the gut, so that's going to be good. Uh, interchange, uh, Hunt. Is another guy that back down, Petricelli, Rotham, and Jack Williams. Um, so there's your, your 20. Where, 23. Sorry, where, where did they name, name Elliot Yo on the back line? Uh, Centre half back. Centre half back, yeah, interesting. Shimo did hint the other day that he could play in the back half more than the, the midfield this week. And um, I, I can see either Greg Clark or Zai Winder being the sub because I read earlier today that. That on the travelling party, that Greg Clark and Isaiah Winder, uh, Jeremy McGovern, and who was the other one? Josh Rotham were the on were the, in the travelling party. Yeah, all right. I've got that message here, and 
So yeah, so basically, yeah, so that means Jamison and um, and Foley are being left over for the waffle. So well, so they're going to go. Hope, well, I'd say Greg Clark comes in surely. Yeah, you would think so. Hey, look, young Luke Foley. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Luke Foley. You know, not because I've met him, but I, I'm a fan of him because he he was playing well until he did that hamstring. Yeah, and yeah. since he's come back from waffle uh, to waffle, he's actually had. Some, I think he's had this is third game or something. He's been really good form there, so he's he's really one that's probably a little bit unlucky to miss out too. Ahead, I mean, he was he'd been playing wing and half back, so he was actually doing a lot more than Luke Edwards have been doing. And I, like I like Luke Edwards, but I just yeah, I'm agree with you guys. He's he's not consistent enough in the four quarters. Yeah, well, the Eagles waffle top side they take on Peel Thunder, which is for those that don't know, is uh, Frio's uh, alliance side. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a, a derby, the waffle derby, if you want to call it that. So it's going to be interesting how they go. The youngsters that, that we should have about eight or nine players in there. So it's going to be an interesting uh, battle down there because the waffle team have been well, they've you know been close to in the last three games, haven't they? They've uh, yeah. Yes. yeah, they've improved a lot. So, and and it, look, it's helped. they've got a bit of death back there too. That's been helping. And that's it. So that's all we can hope. And hopefully next year in 2024, we, um, you know, we can add to that depth. So, all right, Wayne, uh, you've got a coach's corner this year, this week, mate. Oh, look, my only, my only thing for the, my coach's corner this week is really, a, um, is for them to finish off the season. And and I want to. I just still want to see guys like Hewitt. I want to see Luke Edwards step up, but I want to see guys like Hewitt and Chester and uh, Noah Long to stay take another step further up. And I definitely want to see Jeremy McGovern take the the best forward uh, for Essen this week, and that's uh, Peter Wright. Um, tinfoil hat, Dan's on here now. I just want to go back with the tinfoil hat. I think. Dan needs to tilt that hat because way back, I'm thinking around five or six, he was the one that started saying the media for the second half of the year, all they're going to be on is Eagles got to trade pick one. And he was spot on the money before anyone else. He was saying, yep, they're going to be on it because it benefits them. Now, we, we, you know, all the media that's been around the number one pick late and saying that he wasn't welcome or, you know, he didn't want to come here and all that, it's just, you know, he snowboard and snowboard to the point where you, had, you listen to Rowan O'Brien on SEN. I know it wasn't SEN, it was on AFL.com, and he didn't give too much away. But um, my question to you is, if the draft was held tomorrow, are you trading pick one? If we had pick one, look, you, you guys know how I feel. You know how I felt about Harley Reid for a long time. And it would the only way of trading, we would have to get two top five picks. Yeah. Top six picks. That's the only way. I wouldn't trade him. Like, I wouldn't trade for, say, pick four and pick 12. It would have to be two top ten picks without it, even top six, because he, he's worth it. And if we can't get that, we keep him, and he will be maybe um, – look at Shannon Hearn, played, come from South Australia, played 332 games for us. So he could be the next one. Yeah, look, I, I'm I'm sitting on the fence because I, I don't care if we win another game because if we lost pick one, pick two, you know, I know we're going to get a good player. It just won't be Reed. You know what I mean? Um, no. And pick two ends up being pick three with the academy pick. So you know, Kobe, Colby McKercher 
is an adequate person, Daniel Curtin. Um, but to get, even if we don't get pick one, I'm hoping we still keep, the ideal thing would be to keep pick one and snare either Gold Coast's uh, first pick or, you know, if the rumours are true that Barras is going, he's going to be a higher draft pick. You get that and you got other picks in the draft in the top ten. You know, like Eagles could be aggressive and had four picks in the top ten if they really wanted to be really ultra-aggressive, but then they'd have a really young team. Um, and you've seen a lot of media around. I, I, I can't see them releasing Brass. It'd have to be a real great deal for them to release Brass. Um, yeah, I agree. He's getting older, but, you know, it's a big hole. We've got no one in there between 23 to 26. So, you know, he's on the other side of it. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Draft this year is going to be really interesting, so we'll do a lot more. Um, well, hopefully we'll do a couple of episodes on it and give you previews on it. So, But they're just things that come on. Um, I just wanted to say that Dan did a good job um, because he picked that long, long way out in the last eight weeks. Is That's all it's been. So before the Carmel, yeah. after the Carmel, it's all it's been. So hopefully he comes back with another rip snorter next week if he's uh, feeling better from COVID. Um, well, until then, uh, Wayne, thanks for joining me, mate. We'll keep this one short. Um, we're going to go. I'm going Essendon by about 42 points. I can't see it's getting any closer than seven goals. What's your What's your uh, prediction? Uh, I'm going to go Essendon 35 points. All right. I, I, I'm expecting to have a, a a good go. We 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 like Marble Stadium. We'll, we play well there. So yeah, look, I, hopefully we give it a, a bit of a crack. Um, it's not the MCG as you said. Uh, the ground might suit us. The the roof will be closed because Essendon never play under an open roof, so that might help us out. Um, then you know, let's hope the guy just put in and um, and until next week, guys, go Eagles. Yeah, see you then, boys. Bye. Take it easy, mate. Share the West Coast sky Our will to win will never 